The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... Welcome to another off-season edition of the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by the podfather, Mitch Krumpetich. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, a reason for our nearly month break, I believe it was, we added a new member to the family. We have a new captive yes. listener of the Phoenix Suns, <laughs> Sunny in Phoenix podcast. Uh... Yes, my daughter was born on July 22nd, so it's been um, a big adjustment. Her favorite thing in the world right now is to be awake between 1 and 5 a.m., but she's a very good little baby, and we're having a lot of fun with her, so just getting adjusted to life with a newborn, and like, there's so many things that you don't realize are going to happen with a baby. Like one of the biggest things for me is uh, babies don't have, they don't have the ability to differentiate between day and night. And I'm not sure when that's really going to kick in. I'm sure it's different for every baby, but it's especially difficult right now because it's hard for us to go outside. Everything that we've been reading is like, Oh, go outside. If you go outside during the day, it helps them. They get a little bit of sunlight um it tires them out but like we just can't do that in the summer in arizona it's starting to get a little bit more manageable but yeah like we tried to go outside a couple weeks ago um when it was a bit cooler and like she was miserable we were only out for 15 minutes maybe and it was it was pretty tough yeah i'm i'm about the same way so i can completely (laughs) understand About, about five minutes and i've had enough in the summer at least so yeah. yeah, that is that is interesting though. There, I'm trying to think of the word, the actual term. It's like a rhythm or a it's cycle. Like circadian rhythm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. There yeah, we go. she doesn't have that yet. So, um, yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because there'll be times it'll be four in the morning and I'll be up with her and she's like not even fussy. She's just like happy to be awake. Time uh, to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I do a lot of hanging out at four in the morning now and. It's funny because it almost feels like my freshman year of college again, where like <laughs> you have all this freedom that you're not used to. And there, I always remember it was finals week, our first ever finals week. And we went to Denny's at like four in the morning 
and we got back to our dorm at probably 6 a.m. And then we all slept until like 2 the next day. And like, that's something that I would do like pretty regularly now with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been since freshman year of college that I've done that. <laughs> I'm going to change this. We don't this. go to Denny's anymore. I hear you. Uh, I'm going to change the subject a touch, but. Um, yeah. Somewhat similar, I suppose. Freshman year of college type story. Uh, I just saw an article about how a kid in the Little League World Series had fallen out of his bunk bed and hit his head pretty hard. And he he was in a, I think he was in maybe a medically induced coma for like a few days or something. Oh my gosh, jeez. But that reminded me of something. I had an old college buddy text me shortly after I read that actually and uh, it goes along with an all-nighter. My a couple buddies and I had just uh, opened up Burger King. We uh, <laughs> walked in at 6 in the morning to get some breakfast, and we hadn't <laughs> slept the night before. But we came back into the dorm room, and as we were walking back to uh, our hall where our rooms were, we heard a huge bang right by one of our friend's room. And we were like, holy cow, what happened? So we knocked on his door. And then, you know, 30 seconds to a minute later, our buddy Colin opens the door and he has a huge gash over his eye. Oh, my gosh. He he had a pretty rough night the night before. And as a good student, woke up bright and early to get to class, but maybe still a little inebriated, fell out of his bunk, hit his head on the corner of it and required oh. a few stitches. Oh, so. my gosh. Oh, that's awful. Good times. Let's talk some suns now, though, huh? All right, yeah. All right, the schedule has been released. That's always a, a fun time of the offseason. You get to see, you know, when your team plays who. Obviously, we know who we're playing. You play every team two or three times per year, obviously. But it's nice to see when it all goes down. And it's always fun with the Christmas Day matchups, uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and also opening night. And we'll start there. Guess who the NBA schedules for us to start the season against? The Dallas yeah. Mavericks. Yeah. We all know we all knew it would probably be featured a featured game at some point as the NBA will probably try to push this as a rivalry all of a sudden. Uh I don't know if I'm ready to give the Mavericks a, a rival tag, honestly. Um I I think I am. I've always looked at the Mavs as a rival. Um, just because we have such an interesting history with them between Nash and Jason Kidd. And um, we've had, like, back in the day, we had some pretty intense matchups with them. Um, I, I mean, it's not like the level of the Lakers or the Spurs, but I've always kind of seen Dallas as a bit of a rival. So I'm okay if they try to push that narrative and renew this as a big rivalry. Yeah, I, I suppose it's a good point. It, it's going to be tough for me to ever throw anyone in the in the line of the Lakers or Spurs when it comes to that. But with those two teams being as irrelevant as they maybe ever have in the NBA in the same season over the last yeah. two years, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it is time to look at something different. And it, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, the Suns traditionally over the last few years have dominated the Mavericks up until this playoff series. So, yeah, that's right. I suppose that's where you can say, all right, this is a rivalry now, but I suppose it's hard to have a big rivalry 
when it's so uneven. And yeah, I think it was over the last few years, they had only beat us twice. And since Luca and Aiton were drafted, it was really, really uneven. So I see what you're saying, because I think about that with the Lakers and the Spurs back when we were really bad and they were pretty good. You know, it didn't seem like the Lakers or Spurs looked at us as a rival because it, there was no competition hardly. So, yeah, it might take a little bit more of, you know, close games and some more animosity between us and Dallas to really cement that rivalry. But I would say it's probably started after that playoff series last year. Yeah, that's a good call. And another thing is, with every current team in the West, do any of them like us? You know, are there any teams right. that we're somewhat friendly with, or did we spank them all so hard after over the last two years that you know we don't have a friend in the league? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I look at this schedule and I look at the list of teams. It's like, okay, Dallas, we know they don't like us. Portland, we've had some history with them. They don't like us. The Clippers, they really don't like us because we beat them in some close games like Booker's game winner in the bubble and all that. The Warriors, we don't like them. They don't like us. The Pelicans definitely don't like us. The Rockets, well, we had that hey, there we scuffle go. with the Rockets. Last <laughs> year, we had that scuffle where Chris Paul got ejected and then he got hurt. The Timberwolves, I was going to say, the T-Wolves, we know Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker and D'Angelo Russell are all friends, but like, there was a big skirmish with the Timberwolves last year with ejections, and I think Towns was upset about something, and so, yeah, I, I think you're right. There's not really a team that we're super friendly with in the West, at least right now. But this is what happens when you become the the bad boys or the black hats of the league. Like we tried to do last year. Um, I don't know if I want to say tried to do because we were in everybody's head. Yeah. Things got chippy more often than not. It seems like last year. Yeah. uh, That's just kind of the brand of basketball that we're playing though with, with the guys that we have. That's true. Chris Paul has always been like that. You know, he's the first one to point out, oh, the jersey isn't tucked in or that was a lane violation or whatever. We know yeah. that's Chris Paul. Devin Booker, Devin Booker's a he's a little bit of a talker. We know that he likes to talk trash and then he says he's talking to himself on the court. Um, Aiton barks a little bit. Uh, outside of that. I mean, Crowder. JaVale, JaVale. Oh, Crowder for sure. Crowder is a trash talker. JaVale last year, he was a little bit of a talker. Um, yeah, Crowder for sure. I don't know what's going to happen with Crowder. That's a that's another story. But um, yeah, so I we do. I think we have a little bit of a bad reputation at times because we like to talk trash and objectively we haven't always backed it up that is true and i'm just a little shocked that we do all this trash talking without an enforcer on our team yeah i've always been just a little surprised about that because we're you know even with eight and playing center 
we're usually smaller than the other team. I'd say more often than not. I mean, Chris Paul, the six foot nothing at point guard, and then a six foot six power forward. We're not going to be bigger than many teams, so mm-hmm. that's just kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, but what else I like we it. I mean, I like the. You know, I think the team has even said this at times, trying to embrace that villain mentality. And we've had a lot of great teams over the years who have done that and been successful. And yeah. like, if that's what it takes for us, then that's fine. But I think it's, it is kind of fun. Like embrace that, embrace that we're going to receive some hate and we're not going to get the respect that we're due for being one of the best teams for multiple years in a row. Like, yeah, I think it's cool to embrace that and use that energy and prove people wrong. Yeah, when you have the target on your back in the first place, you might as well embrace it because yeah, you got to be ready to step up for that challenge. And don't think that has gone away since we were eliminated last year. We were still the best team in the regular season. We won the West two years ago, and not a ton has changed on the roster. So right, uh, everyone will be remembering what's up. Yep. And then a little, a little note about the schedule. It seems like the NBA stated that they – just really made the travel system way more efficient for pretty much every team. There's like less traveled air miles as a league by quite a good number. Yeah. So that is nice to see that they're uh, being considerate of things like that because this 82 game season is definitely a grind. There's a, that must be crazy for players. I, I don't even know how they do that they have to get confused of where they even are or what day it is i oh yeah 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 even just looking at a list of like a list form of the schedule it looks better in the first few weeks we're at home we go to portland and la in the first week of the season which those are no big deal um and then we don't travel again until the second week of november and we have a four-game road trip, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Orlando, Miami. So not ideal, but then we come home for one game, go to Utah for one game, and then we're home again until we go to Sacramento on November 28th. So that's four home games in a row. Then it's Sacramento, and then we come back. So it it does look a lot better than last year. I also noticed that it seems like there's less back-to-backs just in general. I think they took out a good percentage of the back-to-backs as well, which makes a ton of sense. I mean, you you don't want players getting injured, obviously, but then as a league, you don't want to be selling tickets to games where, you know, Kawhi is going to be out or Paul George is going to be out or Chris Paul needs a break or whatever the situation is. If you can avoid those, that's obviously for the best. Yeah, and just from a fan perspective... I mean, we love watching these games, but there were times last year where I felt tired and it was like, you know, maybe the second game in a back to back and it's the fifth game in seven days. And it's like, man, there's other things that I want to do. Yeah, these games, there's so many games. So I think it's nice. It's spread out a little bit more. I'm I'm getting really excited. I'm getting that itch to watch games again. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, one more little note. I just caught this. The We play the Trailblazers three times in 15 days by November 5th. 
Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. One's a home back-to-back on the 4th and 5th of November, and then our second game of the year is against them in Portland. But uh, that's just – that's a little crazy. And I wonder – you know, they wanted to cut down on the travel time or air miles for all these guys. It does make sense if, uh, you know, playing a back-to-back in the same place – I can see that, but it's crazy that it's all within, you know, just a few weeks of the season starting. Yeah, and it's weird because after November 5th, we don't play them again. That's it. That's Yeah, three and we're, that's it. We're done playing Portland in, in yeah, the first three weeks of the season. <laughs> that's kind of weird. Um, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because Portland looks to be one of the weaker teams in the west do you want to get all of those out of the way right at the beginning or would you rather have a a shot at the end of the year to play them too i think i'd prefer to have it a little spread out but i was thinking about this because last season we did kind of i mean i know we were the number one overall seed but for the number one overall seed we did limp into the playoffs like, we lost a couple games yeah. toward the end, and we didn't look like we were all that sharp, and we were just trying to prepare for what's next. But I really don't think that's the best idea. I think it's it's much better to go into the playoffs playing your best basketball, like go in really strong. Um, so it's kind of nice to get to play better teams and still do that at the end of the season, but... I don't know. It doesn't really look like we're going to get that in the month of April. We're at Oklahoma City, so not a very good team. Home versus the Spurs, not a very good team. Home versus Denver, so that's good. That's nice on April 6th. The next day at the Lakers, so not very good. And then our last game, April 9th, is at home versus the Clippers. And it's kind of hard to say how good the Clippers will be this year. They could be pretty good. They also could be average. But really, of those last five games, it's Denver and the Clippers that are going to give us somewhat of a challenge. I guess we played Denver on March 31st, too. So a little bit of a challenge, but I would like to really see us play well in in those games and not, you know, like lose to the Spurs. Or last year, we went to the very last game of the regular season, and we did not look good. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'd like to see us going strong to the playoffs. Yeah, that's a tough thing because you get you're you're trying to wind everybody down a little bit, uh, so they're fully juiced for the playoffs, you know. Um, yeah, but you just want to be peaking at the end of the year, and then right. when you're taking guys out of the roster to rest them, it's it's tough to keep that consistency, and. Mm-hmm. Maybe, this is just my two cents, maybe Chris Paul rests a few games throughout the season. That, I think he has to. And he but we need a point to. guard, man. We need a backup we point do. guard. Is campaign going to – can he do it? No. Is it going to be no, campaign from two years We've ago? We've seen that he can't. Yeah. Everyone's saying Dennis I, Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder would be a good backup. He's still unsigned. Yeah. Uh, him and Paul have some history. That's right, yeah. Maybe that'd be good. Yeah, no, that would. Uh, I almost think it's better to be fighting a little bit for seeding and positioning at the end of the season 
Because, you know, we knew we were going to have that one seed in the West for quite a while toward the end. I think it's almost better to have that incentive of we really want this home court, so we're going to have to push at the end. I think that's almost a little bit better. Yeah, that is true. Okay, let's move it on. Uh, Talk a little Dario Saric. Haven't heard his name much lately. Obviously, he didn't play all of last year, but... He's getting ready to play some Euro basket for Croatia coming up pretty soon. So it, I think his game is on the 25th. I don't know if okay. it's going to be televised, but uh, Dario getting some run doesn't sound like there's any restrictions. He should be 100% ready to go. I'm really happy for him. Um, there was a very strange article that came out about how he had a little bit of an argument with Monty Williams or with the team. Um, And I thought that was very strange. Some people were speculating that um, there was some maybe pushback uh, about him playing Eurobasket after he's been hurt and is trying to fully recover and he's going to go and play in this tournament. But like, I, I think it's great that he's playing. Uh, it'll be helpful for him to get back into the groove of things. And these guys take so much pride in stuff like, you know, the Olympics, of course, but Eurobasket, like they're representing their home countries. That's very important. So I, I'm, I'm excited for him. I think this is a good thing. And also in that same article, uh, it did sound like things got resolved. Okay. That's, that's good. And I'm sure after having to take an entire season off, he was probably itching to get going again. So I can understand why he'd want to be able to get back on the court. But, you know, if he's 100% healthy, that's great. I mean, he needs Mm -hmm. to go get that run. Um, Another international ball note, it sounded like Aiton was going to play for the Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah. for the Bahamas team with Heald and uh, Kai Jones. Yeah. Yeah, Kai Jones. But now it sounds like he won't be on the roster, which was a bummer. I I don't know. I don't think he's ever played any, any like, national basketball for the Bahamas since he's been a pro. Has he? I don't think so. Yeah, so it, it was so. just kind of nice to hear that he was going to do it, but then all of a sudden – I saw an article that said his agent contacted the team and said that he wouldn't be able to play, which uh, oh. which is a bummer. I, I mean, I'd obviously yeah. like to know why, because a lot of guys are jumping at the opportunity to go play for their country. But mm-hmm. I'm not trying to put any slander on Aiden here. I'm just uh, just curious what what went down, because it's. You know, it's fun watching guys play for their country. I, I don't know. Just yeah, I The agree. simple fact of that. Yeah, I, I think it's fun, too. And I mean, everyone's playing, whether it's some sort of international basketball or Drew League or even just, you know, getting right. You know, we saw I saw a picture the other day of Kevin Durant and Chet Holmgren working out together. So everyone's playing yeah. to some extent. So. Yeah, I think it's great when when guys play in Eurobasket or in whatever international tournament represent, representing their country. So, yeah, like, and we know if, if Aiden's not playing uh, for the Bahamas, he's going to be playing in some capacity. Sure. Yep. 
And, you know, you said the guy's name. We made it the whole show without doing it. I know, I know. Kevin Durant. So is the deal dead? I mean, this has been going on for months now. Is it dead? I mean, lately I've been thinking, like, is, is there a deal to have died? Like, was there ever a deal per se? I don't know. It's, I just go back to what I've said from the start on this. No one knows. Woj doesn't know. Flex doesn't know. Shams doesn't know. I mean, even the reports we're getting lately, like the Nets internally don't even know. So, yeah, I mean, I think the thing we have to remember too is Kevin Durant's not a free agent. Like he's not making a decision. He has requested a trade and the team doesn't have to honor that. Like, they could keep him on the roster and he could throw a fit and they could just sit him the whole season. And that could be that. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I doubt that's going to happen. But, yeah, it's just got me wondering, was there ever actually a deal in place? I'm sure we offered something, but I just want to know, like, how close were we to actually coming to terms with something. I don't know if we were ever that close. Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know. I've always thought, well, not always, but more recently thought that somehow if this is to ever happen, it's going to have to include Suns, Nets, and Jazz. Donovan Mitchell is going to have to get sent to Brooklyn. Kevin Durant to Phoenix. And then I don't know what else. But yeah. Uh, you know, we could send, if the Nets get Donovan Mitchell, them getting a player like that would probably make guys like Cam Johnson and, dare I say, Mikhail Bridges look a lot better in a package because you don't want them to be the feature guys of the deal straight up. Right. Uh, As much as I love Mikhail and Cam, they're not going to be the feature pieces in a trade for Kevin Durant, I'm pretty sure. Right, right. So... Yeah, I think I think that's what the situation is. I the the amount the amounts of excitement I had when this first kind of got released that KD wanted to trade here, I was going nuts for a week, and then since that, I pretty much just turned it off and have been assuming this isn't going to happen. Yeah, I guess I'm just after what we've been through over the last few years with stuff like this as Suns fans my default is skepticism oh yeah so i don't know that i ever really got that it's exciting yes but i don't i don't think i ever was quite as bought in as other people um it's it's a league where it's like nothing is official until it actually happens so no matter how confident people on twitter are or whatever it, it doesn't matter i mean i've seen I've seen weird stuff as a Broncos fan. I remember they were the Broncos were trying to re-sign Elvis Doomerville, and they didn't send the facts quite in time to his agent. Oh yeah, so yeah. he signed with the Ravens. You know, it's like stuff like that happens. So I I try to wait until we have an official report to get too excited, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and the Suns themselves won't ever say a thing either. So we're not exactly. gonna be we're not gonna be too tipped into anything that's gonna go down, I have the feeling. No, no, we're not. And I mean it's kinda like I think about the Chris Paul trade. 
no one saw that coming. That was completely out of nowhere. Right. And it happened. We get the report and we all have our reactions. And that was exciting. Stuff like that, I think, is great when yeah. it comes out of the blue. But yeah, you're right. Like, if and when this happens, like, it, there's not going to be any warning. Okay. And with that, we, we're going to end that segment right there. Um, I don't know. Let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX pod, what you think is going to happen. Uh, we can all continue to make these guesses, but we're going to move to our non-sports section of the show. So Charlie, you are about to go to Vegas here pretty soon. Uh, so for our non-sports section, we're not going to talk about, um, you know, maybe exactly what you think when it comes to Vegas, but I, I want to talk about what's your best buffet experience in Las Vegas. Ooh. Okay, so you are the one that put me onto this, and it's the it's the Wins Buffet. It's it's unstoppable. I I could stay there. I actually did look this up prior to my trip here. There's a two-hour limit at the buffet. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm I may be setting a timer <laughs> and uh, just doing as much work as I can. But in all seriousness, that um, I've been to a few pretty nice buffets outside of Las Vegas too. But the one at the Win is uh, it's top notch. Yeah, it's the best. I definitely have come very close to that two hour limit before <laughs> um their brunch buffet just is the best of the best um my my goal usually is to try to go up 40 dollars uh just in general in vegas so that i can pay for that buffet mm-hmm. that's the downside it's pretty expensive but you get what you pay for, for sure. And I don't know, with all this inflation, I haven't been back to Vegas in a little bit. So I don't know what, or I guess it's been one year. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if it's maybe more expensive now. But yeah, that's the only downside of that buffet. Well, the two downsides. You can only spend two hours and it's expensive. But it's totally worth it. People rave about the Caesars Palace buffet too. And I think I've been there a long time ago. But Nothing compares to the Win, and I think overall the Win is probably my favorite hotel uh, and casino in all of Vegas. So, yeah, that's the spot. And yeah, yeah, their buffet we, is top notch. We stole a page out of your playbook for this trip. I am I'm not gonna lie. You you inspired this with your love for the Win and the buffet. <laughs> you you introduced me to it and. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go spend some time there. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, when you go, I mean, I had been to Vegas just because of stuff with basketball when I was at Gonzaga, and then us going for summer league. I had been every year since I was a senior in high school. So that's over the course of ten years. I guess eleven almost, because I was in high school. Uh, I had been like every year, excluding COVID. Uh, so I've kind of got a little bit of a system down when I go there. <laughs> that is true. And uh, we're, we're going to go shop at the the forum shops at Caesar, yeah. too. That's that's out of the Mitch playbook. That's that's a day right or half a day right there. 
Yep, boom. It's always nice to go to that Nike store in there. Oh, dude, that is the grail of Nike stores that I've been yeah. to. That's the, it's a really that's nice, the nice one. Store. The other day, this was uh, right before the baby was born, like a couple days. We were trying to walk because walking around is supposed to help get labor started. Yeah. Um, and we were just trying to walk around. So we went to the uh, Desert Ridge Mall area. And they have a Nike outlet there. We're just looking around. I think I bought some socks or something. But it just made me, I, I know I said to my wife, I was like, I really miss that Nike store in Vegas. <laughs> like, and right now, it I, it would have been when we normally would have gone. So, yeah, yeah it was, uh, it was a, it was a little bit of a nice reminder, I suppose. But yeah, that's a fun that's a fun day to walk around there. See, I, I dig the Nike outlets, but they never have any shoes my size. Yeah, that is pretty limited in what they have. I wouldn't buy shoes there necessarily, yeah. but yeah, I got a good deal on some socks. And especially when you get up to the big dogs, the 14s, and mm-hmm. they start really thinning out. So yeah, there's do. not much selection. It's a bummer. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, well, that'll be fun. I'm excited for you on this trip. Well, thank you. Yeah, the win and Caesar's Palace walk around in there. I also like the Venetian. The Venetian's a nice hotel. This is going to be my only my second time in Vegas for a non-summer league occasion. Or third, third, excuse me. Yeah. Forgot about a wedding. There was a wedding in there. That's right. Oh, yeah. that That is the only time that I've been to Vegas in the last 15 years that's not basketball related. For leisure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, that wraps things up for this week. We appreciate you all tuning in to this one. Check us out on Twitter at SunnyandPHXPod, and we'll be back within another couple weeks for another episode. We're getting close to that regular season, and things should be a little more normal by then. See you next time. Go Suns.